What's up, everybody? And welcome back to Baseball Connection. Another week is upon us. We just had another fantastic week of baseball. Weekend of baseball, I should say. So, what happened? What's the deal? What are we going to talk about today? So, let's go through some games and then we'll... Actually, no. Let, let's shake it up. Let's power rankings first, then some highlights from the weekend. From Sunday, specifically. So, the new power rankings are out and there's a bit of a shakeup. We know that the Tampa Bay Rays were the talk of town for two straight weeks and they lost, they lost twice. I called it, I said it on ahead of Friday's game. I said it before Friday's game, like they're going to lose this weekend to the Toronto Blue Jays because baseball's not supposed to look this easy. They will lose at least once. Well, they actually lost twice. And turns out the Rays are not going 162 and 0 this year or 161 and and one, they've lost two games. But they firmly established themselves as contenders moving forward, all jokes aside. I mean, even if they go 500 the rest of the season, they'll win 87 games. And they sure look like a team that's gonna be better than 500 the rest of the season. But they might not be the best team in baseball according to the power rankings right now. They fell one spot this week to number two, and the number one team this week is the Atlanta Braves. The Braves are 12 and four, are are a hot team right now. They went 6-0 on the week. They swept the Reds and the Royals. The Braves currently have three players with an OPS over 1,000. That's Matt Olson, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy has a 446 on base percentage right now. So, not sure if you had that on your bingo card first three weeks of the season, but that's the case. They also have a top 10 pitching staff. And they, of course, have another fun series to start the week against the Padres in San Diego. They just played the Padres in Atlanta about a week ago. Now they're playing the Padres in San Diego. But honestly, it's the Padres who should be afraid because the Braves are already rolling right now. So number two, of course, the Tampa Bay Rays. We just talked about them. A 5-2 and two week is a phenomenal week, but that actually dropped them in the rankings just because uh, that's just the way it worked this week. The Braves had an undefeated week. Yeah, two losses on the road against Toronto. One, Toronto is actually one of the best teams in baseball. And uh, after that, it was Shane McClanahan who put an end to the losing. And uh, yeah, you did that with a gem on Sunday. McClanahan is now 4-0 with a 1-5-7 ERA. And uh, so they go on a road trip. They have a couple middle-of-the-country teams. They have the, the Reds and then the White Sox. Well, actually, no. The Reds in Cincy and then back to the Trop to play the White Sox in Tampa. Number three is the Blue Jays. Uh, yeah, they were number seven last week, but they jump up to number three. And, of course, beating Tampa Bay twice was a big part of this. So they're third in the rankings. Number four, four is the Yankees, uh, 10 and 6. And it's not easy to keep pace in the AL East. And they actually did drop a game in the standings this week. But I would say probably the more worrisome thing, obviously, is not that, but the hamstring injury to Giancarlo Stanton. He's on the injured list now. So with Stanton on the IL, they've now called up Oswald Peraza. But uh, Stanton you know, had been one of the Yankees' most productive hitters in the early going, hitting 269 with a 296 on base, 558 slugging. Four homers and 11 RBIs. He had reached base in 12 of 13 games, but now he's on the IL, left hammy strain. We know, we know what those 
can do. Those can linger for some time. So he's probably going to be out at least probably at least three weeks, if I had to be honest, because the hamstring strain is very uh, easy to re-aggravate, and they want to make sure he's 100% before he comes back. So I'd say probably at least three weeks, in my non-professional opinion. But they recalled infielder Oswald Peraza from AAA Scranton. And, you know, Peraza was in the mix for the starting shortstop job during the spring. He had competed with Anthony Volpe. He's the number three prospect for the Yankees. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's tough for Stanton. You know, he's he's just hurt very often. Even with all the injuries, you know, I've talked about this before. Stanton has a track to the Hall of Fame because he has a real shot hitting 500 homers. I mean, he just needs to stay reasonably healthy. But even as of right now, Stanton has 382 homers. Can, Can he hit 118 homers? Can he do that? I mean... I think he definitely can. He's at age 33, so he definitely can. Once he gets to 500 homers, I think John Carlos Stanton is a Hall of Famer. We don't really think of it that way, but I mean, 500 is a is a crazy milestone. He has the MVP, he has the hardware, he has the All Stars. So I, I think that's something that's on the horizon. Just stay reasonably healthy, G, and and you'll be in Cooperstown. So heading back to the power rankings, number five this week are the Astros. So it's interesting because the Astros actually are seven and nine. So last week they were six in the power rankings and they, they move up. How how could this be? Well, they had a fun series with the Rangers over the weekend, and their schedule is about to get even tougher. But you know, they're definitely getting the benefit of the doubt here because they are the reigning World Series champion. That is why we see them in the top five in the power rankings. I'm sure some of you might ha- might might have uh Different opinion there. I think I would too, but this is what MLB.com is giving us. Number five for the Astros after, I mean, with a losing record, uh, I don't know. I mean, they just lost. They just got smacked by the Rangers on Sunday Night Baseball by a score of 9-1. So what is really the thing keeping them there? It must be the World Series, uh, the World Series taste. Some people still have that, have that on their mind, but they'll turn things around. They'll turn things around. So... Heading to some highlights, Garrett Cole was all smiles after striking out 10 in a two-hit shutout for the Yankees. They had a 2-0 victory over the Twins on Sunday. And, yeah, Garrett Cole, this dude, so far in the early going, he's 4-0 with a 0.95 ERA in four starts. That is phenomenal. Heading out to Seattle, Luis Castillo was on the mound. He was nine outs short of perfection in a nine-strikeout gem. So he was close to a perfect game. MLB hasn't seen a perfect game since King Felix threw one in 2012. Luis Castillo was trying to do that. And, you know, a lot of people have drawn parallels to him because, you know, he's pitching with the Mariners, similar kind of pitching style, hyper-intimidating mound presence, all that, and can overpower an opposing lineup. I mean, don't forget how good Felix Hernandez was in his prime. But Castillo carried a perfect game into the seventh inning on Sunday. So a lot of people were thinking about, oh, my goodness, is this another uh, King Felix moment in Seattle? But, uh, yeah, he, he, he didn't get the perfect game, but they still got a one nothing win over Colorado. That secured a Mariners sweep and pulled them back to 500. Just nine outs shy from a perfecto, but a leadoff single to Jurix and Profar on a 2-2 count was what did it. But Luis Castillo now has a 0.73 ERA, so seven shutout innings 
of two hit ball, nine strikeouts there up in the Pacific Northwest. Jared Kelnick with a diving grab out there in, in the outfield. So this ball had just a 40% catch probability. I mean, Kelnick has been playing great this year with the bat and now with the glove. He has arrived. He's absolutely arrived. One of the best bats in baseball, like top three or something, top two in OPS plus in the early going here. So Jared Kelnick has arrived. The breakout is here. Those of you who believed in him, good, good on you. Good on you. I talk about this a lot. You know, I say that a prospect's pedigree matters a lot. Scouts usually get it right. They usually know what they're talking about. If they say this is someone who is going to be a major league star or or an everyday player, they don't just throw that around lightly. They say, oh, this guy has top of the scale power, top of the scale hit tool. So we just have to usually wait a few years before we see that play out in real life. And that's what, what we're, we're starting to see now with Jared Kelnick. These scouts usually are correct. So if you see a player and you're like, oh, well, you know, he's uh, he was a top prospect. He was a number one overall prospect, but now you know he's bounced around for a little bit. There was a reason why he was named a number one prospect. If you wait, give him until he's, let's say, 20, 26, 27, you'll usually see, more often than not, you'll see that that star talent shine. And and I think that's something to definitely keep, him, keep an eye on. Of course, there are those players who are busts, and then there are players who slip through the cracks who are your 20th, 30th rounder who somehow become all-stars. Of course, you have... The, the rare scenarios like that. But more often than not, scouts are pretty spot on with their with their uh, evaluations. As a matter of fact, I think I was seeing something on, on Sunday Night Baseball. I was watching that yesterday. They're talking about the first the first 10 picks of the 2019 draft. Because Josh Young was was up there for the Texas Rangers. And it was just like pick after pick. It was like it was like Adley Rutschman, Josh Young, Bobby Witt Jr., guys like that. So all these guys are now household names in the major leagues, and they're playing really well. So it goes to show you that these scouts know what they're talking about. Speaking of prospects and scouts knowing what they're talking about, the Mets are planning to call up their number two prospect, third baseman Brett Beatty. So he is the number 19 overall prospect in baseball. Like I said, number two in the Mets organization. He's been on fire at the plate for AAA Syracuse, hitting 400 with five homers and a 1386 OPS in nine games so keep an eye on the third baseman the left-handed hitting third baseman brett Beatty. so that's gonna do for today folks if you enjoyed this please share it with someone who'd be interested and we'll see you next time on baseball connection